little song goes something like this. Oh, do you know the Birmingham? Well, I thought I know the Birmingham. Well, what you do the Birmingham? Well, I didn't know the Birmingham. Well, if you go to Birmingham, well, I'm not too big to Well, you go to Birmingham. I go to Birmingham. What do you know about Birmingham? I don't know the Birmingham. Okay, okay. And, and, um, sounded much better this morning, you know, uh, members of the Randy Newman fandom discussing one of his songs at random followed by another that's a cover it's Wheel of Randy Jump on our boards cause the boards are hot Hey, it's Wheel of Randy your favorite Randy Newman podcast we are part of the Good Trash Media Network. Trying something a little different this week. If you are a paid Spotify subscriber, you should be able to listen to this show on Spotify with the music included. Uh, they tell me that I can do that, and we're going to see if it works. Please don't subscribe to Spotify just to listen to Wheel of Randy Deluxe, because eh, they're not the nicest company out there. But if you already subscribe to them, Let's take advantage of it this way, and that way you're not stopping in the middle of the show to listen to the song we're talking about. Okay, let's start the show! It's Wheel of Randy! Hey folks, we got Johnny Burke here today. Say hello, Johnny. Hey, how y'all doing? Hope everybody's hanging in out there in the uh, virtual world. We are uh, kind of, kind of you, you've caught us in a transition phase here, Johnny. Because for the last year, this, this podcast has been uh, encouraging people to stay home. And now I'm finally plugging someone's concert. So I feel kind of weird about this. But uh, uh, o- Oklahomans in particular, Johnny will be playing at Woody Fest next month. Uh, you, ever, you ever been to beautiful Okmulgee County before, Johnny? Well, yeah, I uh, have been uh, shit it seems like almost all the counties around oklahoma uh, i feel like i have much more friends up in oklahoma than i do in texas where i'm from so uh, you know it's uh, very easy for me to go up to uh say we're doing the uh, woody guthrie fest in uh, okima and i can go up there and i'll uh, you know i know the guy at the pawn shop i know the uh guy at the hardware store i know everybody <laughs> it's not uh, i don't know those people in the town that i live in <laughs> I, I feel like an honorary oklahoma well i i know the schedule's been kind of up in the air do you know yet when you're going to be playing yeah i think i'm playing friday okay. friday afternoon and uh folks the uh the, the structure on this is a, a three-day pass, I think is $100, uh, and that gets you into all the outdoor stuff. Uh, there's some theater uh, things that are add-ons to that, but uh, $100 to get in, and your kid gets in free with you, so... Uh, that sounds like a bargain. I tell you, I, I, I'm just so enchanted about the idea of, of, of live music. It's been... It's been way too long. Have, have you started? Have you started playing live again? Are you back at it? We've uh, started booking some shows and stuff, and it's slow at first. But um, come 
like by this fall, it's ripping and roaring, you know, back to uh, back to playing night after night. So uh, I'm uh, I'm happy about the whole thing. In fact, I, I got the uh, coronavirus back last March. So like over a year ago. Wow. And- really early, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I thought I was just really hungover or something. <laughs> um, it turned out I was really hungover. <laughs> at the same time, I also had the virus, and uh, but of course, like everybody, I've just uh, you know for the past year been mostly staying inside. So I'm looking forward to uh, going out, and I've got both the vaccinations ready to go have some fun. Awesome. I've really, really enjoyed listening to your music. You know, I hadn't heard of you until you, you made the list, but I've been just kind of kind of uh, fooling around on Spotify the past couple of weeks, and I really like your stuff. How, how would you describe it to someone who doesn't know your music? Oh, you know, uh, I try to keep it simple. I just say, hey, it's Roots music. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've had a lot of mentors like uh, James McMurtry, who I still open for. Um, that's a big influence on me to this day. But at the same time, well, so was the Carter family. You know? there, there you go. Uh, I, I was reading your I was reading your biography, uh, uh, your your bio on, on your website. It's like, oh, I've got to know this guy because uh, list influences. You've, you've got uh, you've got Chuck Berry, you've got John Prine, you've got the MC Five. It's like, okay, well that that that's that's my Trinity right there. That's. that's someone i want to know uh, you try to do the things uh from the past where you can show that uh, yeah i'm uh i'm using the things from the past that people have passed down to me but also at the same time i'm using the same things that uh when you brought up the mc5 there like hey we're just having fun man you gotta go up there and have fun and you've been at this what about 10 years now you and pretty much on the road that whole time it looks like Oh, take that 10 years and double it, man. I'm, uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 35. I started playing in bars at 15. So. Wow. And and you're in the Dallas area, is that right? No, no, I'm in southeast Texas, uh, south central Texas. Uh, I was born in New Braunfels, which is kind of one of those places where everybody moved to. But uh, I was actually there. I'll always think of New Braunfels as being Schlitterbahn. But... Yeah, oh, yeah. I grew up every year going to Slitterbahn, gotten a season's pass and everything. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm here in Southeast Texas. And, uh, uh, I, I, I've got to point out a couple of your songs that, that I'm really fond of. Um, Problems is a lot of fun. Oh, thanks. Just all, 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 all these things going wrong in your life, and, and uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wrote that with uh, Hayes Carl, and uh, we just kind of tried to write down verses of stuff that was going wrong in our lives, uh, either at that point or previously. So uh, there's something about a song like that that, 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 that... they'll tell you the same thing. I mean, uh, one of the some of the most dramatic stuff. We actually got from his story, not from mine, which is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I, I, I've got to say my favorite song of yours, and uh, this may be a surprise. It seems like it, it doesn't get uh, 
seems like it's kind of tucked away. But I, Johnny, I really, really love Turkey Day. It's, 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 I, I love this. I love to hear you say that because nobody says that. Well, it, it's it's this great kind of insult to injury song because uh, you know he, he's going through a breakup and you know kind of the the long term aftermath of a breakup, but now he's realizing that it's Turkey and he's got to break his news the news to his parents and they love this girl. That's one of the only songs where I can tell you, man. Uh, you know, usually songs are kind of autobiographical and some, you know. But lots of times you're making up a story with them. That one is completely true. Really? And it hurts that much more. That's oh, man. Ever sing it. I <laughs> very rarely ever sing that song. Well, you, you, if that's true, man, you really, you really laid your soul bare on that. <laughs> it sucks, man. Well, suffering leads to great art, so you know I get to benefit from from your heartbreak. I appreciate you saying that. I really do, because uh, you know when anybody says, uh, "Oh, I like that song," you go, "Oh, finally somebody gets where I was coming from." <laughs> you're, you're not at a point yet where you're like, "Okay, I have to play this one, or the crowd won't." <laughs> no, no, and especially it being you know kind of a finger picking ballad or whatever. It's like, oh. Easy to leave that out of the set list. Like nobody wants to hear that. But uh, no, I really appreciate you saying that because that is a true. If uh, usually I just make up stuff for songs, that is actually a true story. Turkey Day. <laughs> I still don't like that holiday. <laughs> What's the line about Seagrams? Oh, gosh, I can't. I, you know. Tell me that line. Seagrams and I'm crying seven up. <laughs> That's uh, man. I I I I I I'm I'm at the in-laws watching the game right now. I mean that just <laughs> that just puts me right there. I love it. Uh, we talked. Okay, so we talked about some some bands already. What, what what's some stuff that you listened to uh, growing up that made you say, "Man, I I got to I got to get on stage." Man, the uh, biggest thing. I guess that uh, gave me the nudge, if you want to call it that, was my dad's Jerry Jeff Walker albums. Okay, I know the name, and I know my dad had them, but I, I don't know Jerry Jeff Walker. Uh, give, give me a quick introduction here. So Jerry Jeff Walker, uh, he was this guy, I mean, he was a folk singer throughout the 60s, and he had done all this big stuff, and then uh, he got really well-known for writing this song called Mr. Bojangles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the Nitty Gritty Dirt band did, and uh, a bunch of people did it. I like Harry Nelson's version of it. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. Like, everybody did. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Bennett or somebody did it. You know, <laughs> something like that. Um, but he came through Texas in the 70s, and he made all these great albums. And uh, my dad won a bunch of these albums in a poker game. Uh, it wasn't even like he was a huge fan of these records, but they were just sitting there when I was growing up. And uh, as I would go through the albums, I would go, okay, here's Cat Stevens, you know? Well, he doesn't look like he's having very much fun. 
And then I would look at Jerry Jeff Walker albums and go, man, he seems like he's having a blast. And so I'd put those on. Uh, and we were just uh, listening to my favorite Bob Dylan album, bringing it all back home mm-hmm. uh, my girlfriend. But uh, I couldn't understand those when I was a little kid. Uh, but I could understand the Jerry Jeff Walker album. And uh, yeah, man, that's probably my biggest influence. Is like, yeah, he's having fun here. And uh, man, these are great songs. What what's it like getting on stage at fifteen? I mean, what, what, it, <laughs> that seems like if you're on stage at fifteen, you're playing in the corner by the bar. You're not playing like a fucking amphitheater, you know? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of people giving shit who are uh, who are like, I'd just rather not have you here than if you were here. Um, so you get. Uh, you learn how to use dark humor and wit and stuff like that very quickly. I can definitely see that. Um, so uh, before we get to Randy, uh, let me ask you one more general music question. Uh, we have a segment here called Second Chances. Our pod is a pod of second chances. And I, I call it that because Randy was my second chance. I listened to him as a kid and blew him off. But once I once I really started diving deep into him, you know, five or six years ago, I, I, I realized yeah, my first impression was what uh, wasn't very fair. So my question to you is, who's your second chance? Who's someone that everyone knows, but we need to go back and take a deeper listen to their stuff? Oh, uh, I guess it would probably be my mentor, James McMurtry. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that everybody kind of knows him, but at the same time, they don't. Uh, you know, he's not so widely heard. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't have a career without uh, James McMurtry. Uh, for the past 15 years, anytime that I've done anything, I always have a, an opening act for uh, James McMurtry. And uh, I can honestly say this, that uh, of all the, you know, musicians that I know, songwriters that I know, he's the best living songwriter. I know. and so that's very flattering that he always uh includes me in his stuff but uh it's not something we talk about a lot it's just uh hey man i'm going on the road okay yeah let's do it. Where, where should we start if if we're new to james mercury what, what, what record should we start with uh go do uh lights of cheyenne you know All that- right one of the best he's ever written but there's a bunch that's the best he's ever written well definitely check that out so let's talk a little randy what song have you brought for us to talk about today well, I think we were talking about Birmingham, right? Yeah, Birmingham. Folks, pause us real quick and spend a couple minutes listening to Birmingham. This is track two off of Good Old Boys. And as I always warn my listeners with Good Old Boys, there's going to be words in there. There's going to be some words in there. Don't, don't play it in public. <laughs> uh, but track two off of Good Old Boys, and we will be right back. All right.
Okay, so Birmingham, this is a, this is a short little song. I've always kind of felt it was kind of a filler song uh, that we're that you know he has just you know, blown everyone's mind with with rednecks and this is kind of a song to catch your breath until you get to to the meat of this record it seems like it would almost be one of those songs where he uh it was he kind of just tossed it off but i think it's one of the most important songs off this record okay and it is also one of my favorite songs off this record uh, and this might be a personal thing because uh, I played Birmingham probably 15 to 20 times. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I played, what, like the Nick, Zydeco, uh, you know, all those great places that they have there. There's a new place there that's got a great green room. Uh, like Birmingham, as long as I've been playing it, for 15 years has a great tradition of music and people that show up at the same time uh there was one time where i had to spend four days in birmingham and i was within walking distance of the waffle house so i ate waffle house eight meals in a row (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it was like this day's in that i was in was not like a normal day's in it it was like a beautiful day's end. It was at the top of a hill, and, uh, you know, I loved it. I mean, it was like, man, I could fucking live here, you know? <laughs> no. I, I, just just full disclosure, I grew up about two hours away uh, in Huntsville. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Huntsville is uh, kind of an insular uh, little town on its own, but, but Birmingham was, I, that was the destination. It's like, you know, we've got Nashville three hours away, but Birmingham two hours away. And so, you know, if the stones are coming, they're coming to Birmingham. So, you know, it's, it, I, I, I've always seen Birmingham as being a little more glamorous than it actually is because you're only there for the big stuff. Yeah, I would think so. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, of all the towns that I go through through the South when I'm touring, uh, Birmingham has a special place you know for me where i uh, and of course you all you know you also have that thing of bombing him you have this is the town that people thought you know this was the last stand of uh the clan against civil rights mm-hmm. so how do you uh i of course i'd never see that when i show up and i play in birmingham but uh yeah you you you're definitely got a friendly crowd <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I look at you know towns like Hoover I and stage and go like, oh yeah, you know, in 1963, uh, somebody blew up a church that had three little girls, mm-hmm. in, you know, and I think that uh, goes a long way to what because it's ten years later when uh, Randy Newman is singing that song, Birmingham, uh, greatest city in Alabama. You can drive across this whole. There ain't no place like Birmingham. I, I wondered how much how much of the world he'd seen there. You know, Johnny Cutler, who's who's singing that song. I keep wanting to call you Johnny Cutler ever since this has started. <laughs> and you're you're a much more uh, sophisticated person than Johnny Cutler, so I my apologies for that. But uh, you know, I I wonder. You know how much of the world he's seen if he's he's bragging so much on Birmingham. You know, we know his we know his dad's from Tuscaloosa. We know he's you know works in the steel mill like everybody else. And 
Randy Moore writing that is well versed in satire. He knows sure. he's satire, right? Yeah. I mean, he's not writing as one of those people in the field. He's uh, he's writing as an outsider that maybe used to be an insider, which is why he he, he gets to get away with saying the end. You know. <laughs> well, we won't go there today, but. Dan doesn't talk about rednecks. Yeah, I, there's there's definitely kind of an outsider vibe there. There there are a couple things on this that, that send a red flag. Uh, first of all, nobody I've never heard anybody call it Alabama except in songs. You know, this song and uh, Tuxedo Junction says Alabama. It's always struck me as kind of a, I, I, I don't know, my first instinct is to say that it's a lazy rhyme, but Randy knows what he's doing. Yeah, and it's almost a lazy way that he's rhyming everything. Yeah. It's a uh, get him, Dan. That's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's the other thing. This dog, I think, is my favorite part of this song. I think the dog is one of the best parts of the whole song because everybody knows that you have a dog that doesn't like black people. If you live, yeah, he's, gonna be, he's the racist dog. He's the meanest dog in Alabama. And you know, that that's saying a lot. You know, I think of you know Bull Connor's dogs. You know, yeah. there's been some mean dogs in Alabama. <laughs> but yeah, he's it, there. There's kind of you're right. This is a racist dog, and he's being subtle about it. But everyone knows what he's saying. Okay, well, t- t- tell me why else this is. Tell me why else this is such an important song. Because I, I, I got to say, I was surprised you picked it. I, I, I didn't think anyone would. I, I didn't think this would be anybody's first choice. So well, t- probably uh, prescient for what we're talking about. You know, for me personally, I like to stay away from it for the culture war, whatever's going on in the United mm-hmm. States. But uh, you know. Uh, after the Vietnam War ended, and we're dealing with all these things like uh, man, systemic racism, feminism, and all this stuff uh, in the early 70s when this album was written, uh, that's what we're dealing with now, obviously, whether we like it or not. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a big deal. It's, uh, I think that album means as much now as it means then. Yeah. I, I I wonder about these characters, uh, and you know the big difference I see uh, in, in their lives between now and then uh, is you know the manufacturing is gone. You know we have him working in the steel mill. There's still steel in Birmingham, but it's not like it used to be. Uh, he's got this brother working the textile mill, making more money than the doctor. That <laughs> and, guy. In the steel mill anymore. I mean, if he's lucky, he's renting out his uh, place for an Airbnb or something like that. Yeah. So, so, so it, you know, Johnny is very satisfied with his life in this song, but I, I know that, uh, yeah, yeah. that 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 that's that's got taken a turn for the worse for him. Yeah. Um, so, if he was this mean spirited uh, when times were good, I kind of shudder to think about what he'd be like now. Yeah, exactly, and I. You know, uh, man, uh, much as I'm uh, completely against any kind of Trumpism or whatever, uh, yeah, you got to kind of understand, well, that's where it comes from. You there's, know? there's a lot of uh, 
lot of hopelessness out there. Yeah, and that's an easy thing for people to turn to uh, fascist dictators, and that's what that is. Yeah, I get that. All right, anything else about Birmingham before we move on? No, I'd just like to say, uh, like I said, I uh, I think I spent four days there uh, playing many different venues, not only at the Nick and Zydeco, but uh, a few others, and I, uh, well, I ate the, uh, <laughs> you get, uh, you get the same thing at Waffle House each time? Got the same thing at Waffle House every single time. Okay, so what? what's your order? No, I would go for the chili cheeseburger, surprisingly. Okay, all right, they do make a solid burger. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, that, that whole good old boys record, it just, uh, it means so much to me. And it was the first, one of the first things I learned that you could actually write in satire. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, uh wow. It's such a powerful record. It's, uh, it's a difficult listen. Uh, it's, um, okay. I mean, could you play the title track like right now and not have everybody cringe their teeth? You know, I've uh, I've fallen out of love with that track. Uh, you know, Dan doesn't talk about rednecks. Yeah, it, it's not that I ever played it publicly for anybody, but you know, it's just uh, it's not as much fun anymore. Yeah. I do think that uh, you know, Wedding in Charity County is one of the funniest song he's ever put out, uh, and. Man, there, there, there's just so much on that record. It makes me it, it makes me nostalgic for home in in a, a very realistic way. Uh, it, you know, you know, if I if I want to get sentimental and 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 feel like uh, feel nostalgic for the South, you know, I'll put on you know Indigo Girls or something. But yeah. uh, to, to to hear to hear the the dirty white South, <laughs> yeah, kind of go with kind of kind of go with good old boys. It makes you uh, have to face that stuff, which is not necessarily a pretty thing. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. You know, we we here in in Oklahoma, you know, we had the Tulsa Centennial uh, this week, and you know, there's just been a lot of self reflection lately, uh, and you know, it's it it's I think it's been good. For, so, uh, Birmingham, wow! Thank you for bringing that one along. All right, you got time to uh, spin the wheel for us? Yeah, for sure. Man. All right, so we've got 100 Randy songs at random on that big green wheel there. And all you have to do is uh, yell stop and let us know what you landed on. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. My country, yeah. Know that one. Okay, my country. This is off of uh, this record, Bad Love. I think this is like 1999. Oh, uh, you and me listen to this together, and folks, you can pause this, and uh, we will be back in just a minute. And we are back. We are back. Yeah, man. What do you think about that? It reminds me a lot of Birmingham, that we've got a guy whose life isn't perfect, but he feels very, very 
satisfied with his life. He's got a nice TV, and yeah, what else does he need? Um, I don't know. It's it, it it's it's one of these songs. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, I think I've listened to it too many times, and I'm starting to to read more into it than maybe is there. I want to know your first impression. What what you think of, of, of this guy? Uh, gotten so much into the later Randy Newman stuff, and I got to yeah. say, man, you know, it's just so cinematic and so beautiful, and so I mean, you want to start crying just from fucking listening to it. Yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be um, something like Birmingham. You know, that's uh, he keeps it as simple as he can. You know, yeah. as least cinematic as he can. Yeah. Um, so, cinematic such such a great word. You know, the, the drum work on this has kind of got that, that patriotic movie feel to it. Yeah. It's just just that snare over and over again. Uh, but I I know this song has like somebody like an insurance company bought it and made it into a jingle. And it, it's like it, well, it kind of goes against the spirit of the song, but you know, I'm sure Randy cashed the check and said thank you. Um, yeah, he's a songwriter. As a songwriter, I gotta say, hey man, when you get that check in, that's all that matters, you know. Yeah, yeah. And but, good uh, for him that he's uh, been able to do that for somebody who is uh, such an enigmatic songwriter that he's been able to, uh, you know, cash in on that. Uh, good for him, I say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very few people have been able to do that, and he has. And uh, props to him. Uh, Ant or uh, whatever Disney movie he's doing. Sure. Yep. Good for Take him. it all. Yep. Um, but yeah, this this, this guy, uh, you know, every, everything revolves around the TV for him. Uh, that you know, he's got a big one. It's it, his room doesn't have a window, but the the TV is as big as all outdoors. Uh, and he talks about how his kids have made it because they live alone and they have their own TVs now. They're 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 really there. Um, I don't know. It's it's a tricky song, but but uh, but I like it. Well, I gotta say, uh, if we're gonna talk about it, like uh, you know, like you brought up over the email, the good old boys probably wouldn't have made it through the Me Too movement. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, it's very controversial, and it's also, uh, I think, brilliant as you know. Uh, Obvious. Uh, uh, the first track off the album, Dan. I probably wouldn't lead into in a concert. <laughs> you know, he 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 doesn't play it anymore. Yeah, he, I know. He got tired of people singing along to it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. Uh, yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, you don't want that. But, well, I've I've got one more snippet related to Birmingham yeah. and this is this week's cover and I found a guy in Austria who has done a version of Birmingham and he has called it but he, he's rewritten it as Oberwart which is kind of in 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 the uh, kind of in the sticks of Austria you know it's uh, probably as close to Birmingham as they have there so so this is this is Heli Deinbuch singing Oberwart there's Oberwart there, way in eastern Austria. Oberwart. 
that's the snake scudder. I'm 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 hitting up my friends who understand German to get me a translation because the lyrics aren't out there anywhere. But you know, uh, I actually don't understand German, but I was born in a German town. There you go. So my name still spoke German. Seems like Randy does. Uh, Randy's more popular in Germany and the Netherlands than he is here. He, when he tours, he does a lot of. I, I guess they appreciate that level of satire or something. So, right. All right, so that is that cover. All right, I think that's about it, Johnny. Thank you so much. How can people get hold of you? You know, we've talked about Woody Fest, but how? Uh, what's the best way for people to connect to your music? Oh, johnnyberg.com or the uh, there's no H in Johnny and uh, Facebook and Instagram, whatever. And I will uh, put some links up when this comes out. And uh, shoot, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for doing this, Johnny. Man, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to. Are you going to be at Woody Fest? Uh, yeah, I probably will. I've got to come up with the money, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope hope to be there. Good deal, man. All right. I will look forward to seeing you there, and uh, thank you so much for having me. Going out the sands, yeah, blowing out the snow, yeah, blowing out the sands, yeah, you're a fucking rock and roll. No, you're well, that's it for another episode of Wheel of Randy. Thanks to our guests for helping us out today. Thank you to Good Trash Media Network for letting us be on their team. Thanks to Motern Media for the theme song and the Spin the Wheel theme song and the This Week's Cover theme song and the Dan Doesn't Talk About Rednecks theme song. You can check them out at Motern Media. That's M-O-T-E-R-N. Thanks to Alex Sanchez for our Pod of Second Chances theme. Our background music today is the late, great Bob Cribby, Avalanche Bob himself. Thank you very much to Sam Kogon for allowing us to use Bob's music royalty-free. You can check both of them out at samkogon, K-O-G-O-N, dot bandcamp.com, and avalanchebob.bandcamp.com, where you can download Bob's masterpiece. Wheel of Brandy is brought to you by Wade Engineering. We are a civil and environmental engineering firm licensed in Oklahoma and Texas. We specialize in hydraulic modeling and small-town water and sewer engineering. We're also very, very good at fire hydrant testing. If your city hasn't done that in the past few years, yeah, it's time to do it. You can follow Wade Engineering at wade-engr.com or give us a call at 405 426 Seven six three four. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. It's Wheel of Randy. <laughs> <laughs>